Hello, friends. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Kenton. This is Rewild University's Unleash Your Life podcast. Namaste. Namaste, little chickadee. Namaste. Hun? Yeah. And namasteing the chickadees again? Oh, yeah. And the leaves and the trees and the rocks and the sun. That guy that just walked by a little ways ago, he looked at me a little weird, though. Well, you are a little weird. I don't know how we're going to get hey. anywhere if you keep namasteing me. Well, what? You are. Makes for slow walks, but slow walks are good. Okay. You get to soak into them. Well, there is something to appreciating everything as you come across it. I remember when I first learned about Namaste. It was in Nepal. Wow, that was... Okay, hold on, hold on. Are you going to count? Um, let's see here. And I'm going to be showing this, my age. And that was like 22 years ago. That was 22 years ago. Wow, what were you doing in Nepal anyway? Well, my brother, who is just one of my heroes. I, think, I love your brother. I know. He's, he's adventurous. He's himself. <laughs> I love how he just kind of says his his peace of mind. I do and... wish I could be more like your brother. <laughs> he has a lot of great qualities. He was there for a year, two years, studying in Nepal. I went over to see him for about a month. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I missed you a lot. <sighs> oh my gosh. You had some adventures too. But so this is where you first encountered Namaste. Yeah, he spoke... Well, he spoke some Nepalese. He spoke Tibetan really well. He was not the person, let's go to the tourist places. I mean, he had a host family there, and we got to go to the Tibetan refugee camps, and he taught me some things about getting around. And, of course, one of the things was the standard greeting. Okay, so, and that's where you, in general, you kind of put your hands together in a little prayer yeah, to your heart? right in front of your heart. Yeah. What, little bow. So what is, where does this stem from? Well, it's it's Hindu. Hindu, okay. Yeah, and it some people object to it because it has a spiritual meaning. But for me, I've changed the meaning a little bit. Okay, so what's the kind of original meaning and how have you changed it? Well, I think the direct translation is, I bow to the divine in you. So ah. this Hindu concept that God becomes all of us, all of the things of the world. Very Hindu. Yeah, when I bow and I give that namaste... I'm saying that I see that divinity in you that is also in me, that is in all things. But we can change it up just a little bit to fit anybody's idea. If you think of God as being in all things like that, it works fine. If you think of God as the creator of this world, then you can think, wow, I'm bowing to God's creation when mm -hmm. I do this to another person. If I have a more rationalistic or scientific mindset, I can think, oh, I bow to this universal, the ultimate equation that is in all of us <laughs> that makes us all be. We sure. don't have that universal theory yet, but I could but even see just simply enough. I see the my best highest self, and I also know that you have a best highest self, mm -hmm. and my best highest self acknowledges your best highest self. I think that's the beauty of it, is that it has the power to break down a lot of these barriers that we have in life. 
we know that how we frame other people, the judgments that we make mm -hmm. on other people and on the things around us, that has a profound effect on the world that we're going to experience. Boy, just stop to think about that for a second. Imagine you get up and it's a great day, all things are going well, and your toothpaste doesn't squirt out your toothpaste tube all over you, and everything <laughs> is wonderful. You tend to interact with other people in that way of, oh, all is flowers and bird singing, versus you get up, your toothpaste tube squirts toothpaste all over your freshly pressed clothing. Well, whatever. I'm and, visualizing and this. It goes downhill from there, and suddenly, wow, it's like a fog or a cloud of negativity, and we project that onto other people. We see it in all kinds of places. So, with the forest monks, if people have a fearful or agitated uh, feeling about animals, so let's say deer, those deer are really scared of the people. But if the people have an open mind and open heart, they'll sometimes have really close encounters with them. Mosquitoes. You're really agitated and afraid of mosquitoes. You're stressed out. You're breathing fast. Mm. You're letting out more carbon dioxide. You're attracting more mosquitoes and compounding that problem for yourself. You create a different reality than if you're very accepting and loving of mosquitoes. And then they just don't bother you as much. So with this attitude, I guess we're kind of talking about the namaste attitude here of appreciation of other beings in the world and an acknowledgement of their value and place here, right? Not that we're just top of the hill, king of the heap. I think it's king of the hill. And, but anyway, <laughs> that that changes the way that we interact with the world and of course i'm sure it as you're talking about this it transcends some of the boundaries that we place on ourselves right whether it's skin color or it's which flavor ice cream you like or it's your sexual preference or your political or religious beliefs These basic ideas that a lot of us are fighting about right now in this world yeah and that are inflaming people these judgments and I jump in here and say, probably most of the people listening to this are thinking, well, like you and I, we right. don't have a lot of judgments about other people we would like to think. But our mind is very busy making judgments. <laughs> and if we could all see inside there in a very objective way, we probably would be a little shocked at the amount of judging that's going on. It might be the clothes that somebody's wearing or the way they're walking or holding themselves. Now, these judgments have reasons. They, of course. They have developed inside of us, and often we can learn a lot about people. But as you remember from, boy, was that oh, our yeah. last podcast? I can't remember. It was in one of our recent podcasts, and we were talking about the fact that it doesn't take very long before we make a judgment. Like when we first meet someone for the first time, it was like, what, less, less than, than a, a second? second. <laughs> Instant snap judgment. And we had already decided what we thought about them and how yeah. we were going to write craziness, even though we know nothing really about them at all. So the fact is we're almost kind of at the mercy of our judging mind. And that judging mind it's important to realize that it needs a basis or a foundation from which to work. The foundation we've been given by our culture, it's operating on default. Most of us don't know how it came there or understand how it works. So it's just operating in the background, making these snap judgments, and then we are delivered a world through those snap judgments. 
because I'm not going to go and talk to that person. And mm. I am going to go and talk to that person. And that is going to create a different experience for me in life than if I would have done the opposite or I would have spoken to both people or none of the people. Starting to get to be in more control of our judging mind, it starts with understanding the basis from which our foundation comes. Mm, that's right. Boy, whenever we talk about this kind of thing, I always wish that we could have little thought bubbles in our head, or maybe not thought bubbles, so it isn't so much what we're thinking, but that other people could see. I think I talked about this once before too. Like, hey, be nice to me because my grandma just died this morning and I'm really sad. And people can't know that. And in general, if you think about it, we're human beings. And when are the times when we are our least best selves? When we're going through something that's difficult. Mm -hmm. Yet... Yet, when I'm walking through the world, and I encounter somebody who might not be their best self, do I instantly think, oh, poor them, their grandma must have died this morning. I might think, what the heck, why did that person just cut me off? Or boy, I just gave them a smile and they looked at me like I was going to eat them. We don't think immediately to that place of what might be going on in their world. That's one of those things where if we could start to understand our basic perceptions, we could then use that to transform those judgments. What you're beautifully talking about here is something that psychologists call the fundamental attribution error. Whoa. And that is that if you have, you had that bad day, right? Your grandma died. I think that was the example you used. So I am going to, when I'm interpreting your behavior, because you were kind of snippy with me, mm. I'm going to tend to think that you did that because of your disposition, because of oh, who you are and right. how you are. It's just my nature that I'm just kind of grumpy You're just like a, that. Right, that person's a total, yeah. Instead of thinking that it's a situation. So I upplay your disposition, I downplay the situation okay. when I'm looking at other people. And we flip-flop it for ourselves. <sighs> so if I behave badly to you, then I don't tend to think that it's my disposition, that I'm a mean person, mm. but I will give more power to the situation. Boy, I did not get good sleep last night. That's why right. I'm Wow, that's pretty amazing. Fundamental attribution error basically says it's disposition or situation. And for others, it's disposition. And for us, it's situation. Yes, and that tells us, that shows us that what we're doing is we're often very busy judging people, not by those little bubbles that you wish they had up there mm. that would say, hey, this is why that person's behaving that way. But we tend to judge people pretty harshly and say, this is the way they are. Wow, that's crazy. That's like those times when somebody is one way to a person because you're wearing something, let's say, that has a logo or whatever, and then that person comes to find out, oh, well, they were just, somebody gave that to them and that's what they're wearing because they're cold and they're, they're not really affiliated with that logo at all. Like how shallow as our judging sometimes <laughs> that we don't think, oh, maybe I should check this out first before I just, I think we've all had that, those moments where you sheepishly are like, oh, <laughs> I shouldn't have said that right now. Uh, do you remember when you were in uh, psychology class in high school? Uh -huh. And you went to the mall. You were really oh. young. 
I do. Yeah, yeah. Tell us that story. <laughs> okay, so this was super fun. This was psychology back in, I don't know, it was 10th or 11th grade. And we each got put into groups, small groups, and we had a project. And my small group chose to go to the Mall of America. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this was a great big, ginormous shopping mall. And we decided to go to the Mall of America. And some of our group would dress as different types of people. And then others of our group would secretly film what happened and people's responses. Mm. So it was very interesting. For example, at one point I dressed up as a businesswoman, right? Young businesswoman, high heels, business suit, briefcase, pulled Mm -hmm. back hair, all of the quote stereotypes. I'm not saying if you're a businesswoman that that's what you have to look like, but for the sake of this project, that's what we did. And we, we looked at that and how people responded that way. We had one person who was taking notes about how the general people around responded. Mm. Then there was others of us that dressed very like quiet, casual, sort of flowers and acted meekly because some of this was how we acted. And it was remarkable to see the differences. The two of us that acted as kind of the shy people were bumped into kind of squashed aside all of this whereas the business person confident strong people got out of the way Hmm. so just doing that and there were tons of different situations where certain people approached us certain people didn't and they had a viewpoint of us for example at one point (laughs) i dressed up as a young pregnant mother (laughs) and i was had this pillow of course and nobody knew but one person walking by me was like wow she looks like she's ready to pop jeez and i just laughed inside because i wanted to whip like whip off my outfit be like i've got a pillow (laughs) (laughs) so over and over we're getting to see her how our mind judges oh yeah because did any of those people think that we were actually just high school students doing a psychology project No. no and that's a little key into why a lot of psychology experiments work really well is because often our judgments are very superficial and we don't think outside the box and say, what could be going on here? But when we namaste someone, we're saying, I'm seeing what we have similar, what binds us, what connects us, rather than focusing on those things that divide us. And that's what I'm talking about when I say we can change our basis. We can change our foundation. And if we change that foundation, then all of our actions towards other people are going to change. And that is going to change their actions towards us. And we're going to experience a different social reality than we do if we think, ah, I am separate from all other people. Other people are kind of crappy. Other people are greedy. Other people are Wow, it really changes because we, I think, sometimes have this idea that we go through life and life is just happening to us. And we might be able to affect it a little tiny bit. But this is actually coming out and saying, no, you are going to radically alter your entire reality based on how you look at other people, other things, other situations. Which is what I love about Namaste because it does honor to other people. It moves you into more of a state of kindness and compassion and non-judgment towards other people. But it also reaps all these benefits for you because you begin to experience a different social reality. People tend to be nicer to you, more open. It naturally follows that if I am super respectful and loving and compassionate towards somebody, they're going to open up back. Remember, 
it was just a couple days ago. All I did was take the shopping cart oh, for that woman. Oh, I remember. And that initiated this really cool conversation between yesterday. you and her. Oh, she was this sweet woman and Kent said, hey, I'm taking my cart back and I'd be glad to take yours too. Because it was a really cold day. It was freezing out. It was like zero. And sweet old woman loading her groceries into her car. And she said, oh, what did she say? You're my hero or you are an angel? Something to those effects. Yeah, something. <laughs> and then she said, oh, you have a real keeper there, honey, to me. I said, oh, I know. It's really special. She said, oh, my husband and I have been married 44 years this year. Wow. And he was not able to come and help her because he was on disability. And she said, you just make sure that you treasure each other. And wow. it was amazing. All from just this let me take your shopping cart for you. And you could tell it just brightened her whole day and it brightened ours too. I mean, we're still carrying the happiness from yeah. that little encounter. But if we had a different viewpoint of people, that wouldn't have happened. We would have walked right by her. She yeah. was right next to us, yeah. car next to us. I cannot imagine walking by her and not taking her cart for her. She can take her own cart. I mean, it's just 30 feet away. It wasn't a big deal. Wow. It'd be good for her to get some exercise. But right? What a bright spot of sunshine for all of us. Yeah. That was wonderful. So shifting it around. So we're getting some examples here of how to shift. Is there a way that we can really work towards altering those basic perceptions, that basic place where we have judgments stem from. What can we do? To change this up inside of us, it does take a little bit of a reboot. <laughs> we have a pretty ingrained set of judgments and a foundation for how we look at other people. Like it or not, most of us make judgments based on some pretty basic things, even things that we might stand against. I remember in psychology class in college at the university, and this woman, the psychologist, was claiming that we are all racist. And boy, a lot of the students, it was pretty, you know, this is university, there was a lot of progressively minded folks there, really rebelled at this thought. Mm. But there's, there's some experiments out there that say that we make some snap judgments based on things even that we believe are not judgments that we hold. Today, more and more people with, again, politics, sexual preference, all kinds of things. For most of us, there's the unexamined ones, like if a person has messy, kind of unkempt hair or clean hair, how attractive a person is to us. A lot of these things really affect how we see people. So with Namaste, we start practicing this. We start giving that bow and seeing all the people around us as, I'm just going to use that word, the divine. Mm. And for me, a big transformation was starting to do that to people that I could sense some judgment towards. Ooh. So, oh, this big guy who had a lot of extra weight on him and tattoos and kind of frown on his face and looked like he was not a very nice person. That would be the person that I would, and you can do it silently. You don't have to actually bow to people. <laughs> But I, you could if you want to. <laughs> that would be the person that I would namaste. That was a person that traditionally would have felt intimidating to me or scary. Wow. Or I would have judged as someone who's just a little this or that. I don't think that judgment is as present in me as it was once before. Sure. That was so, just a And you're one. talking about doing this with strangers, but I could see the value in doing this with, let's say, a coworker that you often struggle with, that maybe you butt heads a lot 
or a family member that every okay, it's Thanksgiving or it's going to be a holiday, you're going to get together and you always argue about politics. <laughs> Could you go into meeting them with that namaste attitude, which you say, I see the divine in them. And I'm just going to say, I see you as equally valuable mm. because I don't know if I could consider myself an open-minded person if I thought I am more valuable than this other human being. <laughs> but that's hard because when we're living our life, we think, well, my needs are most important. I should get to use the you know, laundry machine first and I should be able to pay for this first and yeah. I shouldn't be made to wait. I shouldn't have to do this frustrating thing because I am more important. But I like to stop and think, at least for myself, wait a second, isn't the other person thinking the same thing? Mm. Well, my needs are more important. If there's a whole bunch of us thinking my needs are the first most important, where are we going to get? <laughs> right? Not very far. So we can basically just start to acknowledge when we're in judgment. That would be the first step is the awareness. Mm -hmm. Well, the first step might be to say, I want to cultivate that's this a, skill. That's absolutely Right. First so step. first we acknowledge and say, hmm, there might be something for me here. I want to continue to develop this as a tool. Next, we might cultivate awareness of when we are in judgment we Which, notice we have to say that's really hard to do because absolutely. it's so automatic but you're going to notice when you're down the judgment road absolutely and yeah. of course you can always stop wherever you are there's always a chance to make a different decision mm -hmm. okay and then from there we say how do i want to approach this person and i'm going to do a namaste whether it's physically or mentally and shift the way that I'm seeing them. And even if it can't quite change over, at least I am sort of fake it till you make it, but not exactly, right? Well, namaste is great for those of us that are pretty introverted because you can just do this silently from across a room, from across a street, and it changes us slowly. Mm. It changes the namaste -er slowly. <laughs> so as you start to embark on your namaste journey, you are changing yourself every time you do it. And you just keep doing this, especially when you notice that judgment, great time to do it. Do it to nice looking people, do it to people that are mean looking, do it to people, <laughs> other creatures, just- Chickadees. Go wild with it, chickadees, rocks. The more you do it, the more you start to change your basic foundation of judgment towards the world. So really there isn't one single answer. This is a practice, yeah. a namaste practice yes. that we will have to like filling a cup drop by drop by drop. We will need to do bit by bit by bit until a year from now, two years from now, whenever it might be, we look back and we say, wow, two years ago, I would have walked into that situation. My hackles would have been raised. I would have seen this person and this person like that. But here I am and I'm having a conversation with people that I would have judged completely differently. Yes, yes. And had yes. I not started that practice. Mm -hmm. Oh, that is amazing. So oh, I get goosebumps. <laughs> you start this practice and it's a feel good practice. So it's kind of easy. It's a no brainer to do something like this because it just makes you feel good and it starts spreading good right from the get go. Speaking of spreading good, I think We've got to just say one thing that is helping us shift our perceptions of the world and of what's going on in the world is the Good News Network. Big thanks to the Good News Network. It's goodnewsnetwork.org. These people are doing a great thing. You've heard us talk about them before. We really encourage you to go check them out. We're going to talk about them again. <laughs> At some point, you know it will happen. <laughs> 
And the beautiful thing is that, again, they are sharing good news with the world. Today, what did we learn? Oh, it was wonderful. There's so many things. You can just go on there and even just read the little headlines and it makes you smile. Mm -hmm. Because these are actual things that are going on in the world and it's not all just this negative, negative. So one of the things that stood out for me as I was thinking about this Namaste podcast was there was this elderly woman how old was she anyway well her husband was a hundred oh my gosh and they they were going in to the hospital actually for, for an a appointment, appointment. Right. and they stopped and i think uh, they had to go to the bathroom at a gas station and they're going back and she's just exhausted she can't walk anymore this is caught on video by a police officer and she was the police officer was about to get out and help and she notices these these three guys walk up and this is, wait, this is in Florida? I don't or remember where it was. I feel it was like yeah. somewhere warmer than here. <laughs> and for some people, they would have had judgment right away. Because these three guys, um, I guess they were local rappers. So you've got this hair that's all in dreads and different, whew, cool, I don't know. The guy had little coils. I know, his hair was yeah. amazing. <laughs> But and the outfits that. that might be associated with rappers that some yeah. people, if you don't like rap or whatever, right, something that could get your judgment up. And we know, unfortunately, in today's world, that some people would have looked at those people and said, hey, I'm going to look at skin color, I'm going to look at their dress, I'm going to look at their hair, and now I've made a judgment that these are not good people. Right, especially in relation to old, sweet, elderly couples struggling. Right. Right, because I could see some people thinking, oh, and it isn't that we shouldn't ignore our intuition. That is super important, and that's something we could talk about down the road in another podcast is following your intuition. We have to make sure we watch out for each other. However, we need to be open-minded when we do that. Of course, what actually happens is these guys come up, and you see in the video them working slowly so and carefully sweet. to move this woman into her car and get her seated again. It's super heartwarming just to see how much care they're taking. We're all people. We're all earthlings. We're all That's earthlings. Like when some people want to argue, well, this person thinks this. And I'm like, look, we all live on the same planet. When are we going to see we're all earthlings? Oh, could we remove some of these judgments about... <laughs> especially with politics these days. It's just people are at each other's throats and we need to come together as human beings. And that was just one example there on the Good oh, News Network. There's so many different ones. People helping animals, people helping other people, yeah. really touching stories. And the best part about it is that it will start to reshape your basic perceptions and judgments about the world. We also want to dearly, dearly thank all of our patrons through PayPal and Patreon, who make this possible. Really, literally, we would not be able to keep doing these podcasts oh, we, without that support. We couldn't. This, we're here being able to do this right now because of you. And we know some of you have expressed that you're not able to support us right now with any kind of monetary contribution. That's okay because your comments and your goodwill also fuel us. They feed our spirit. If you want to support this podcast, or our videos on YouTube, you can go to rewildu.com, R-E-W-I-L-D-U.com. Right on the front page, we have easy buttons to make monthly donations. 
And of course, there's a lot of other stuff on Rewild You. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I have to say something. First of all, I have to say thank you, thank you, thank you to you beautiful people out there who are leaving reviews of our podcast. Oh, we are yeah. like glow, day glow <laughs> colors here from the wonderful things you have shared, and it makes a huge difference. The other thing <sighs> is that Mirabelle has her own YouTube channel. I just have to plug her here because oh. the little girl is so excited. Well, she's not so little anymore. She's eight. But she has so much she wants to share. If you haven't seen her new YouTube channel yet, it's called Mirabelle Meets Life. I think if you just type that into YouTube, she should come up. Mirabelle Meets Life. You know what? Our listeners are way smarter than we are with technology. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> So go check out her channel and give her a little support. She's got everything from nature skills to emotional resilience to cooking and science. And she's just so excited to share it with you. We have four action points for you today. So that you can unleash your life. Yeah, I gotta say it every time. It's like like what I live for. Well, not quite, but. So the first one, of course, duh. Namaste. Yeah. Start practicing it. You can just do it with one person a day if you want. But I really find the best way to initiate this is just to start doing it. And remember, you can do it silently and without the bow. Is start getting in the habit today, looking around and taking a moment to look at a person, say namaste in your, in your heart and in your mind. Feel your interconnectedness with that person the things that bind you together, and right away you're going to be starting to reshape your basis, your foundation, how you judge people, from I'm separate and different from everybody else to I have an interconnection with everybody else. Right. Similarities versus differences. And of course, when you're ready to level up, try it with someone that's a challenge for you. Mm -hmm. See how it goes. Number two, of course, is just reconditioning ourselves. And (laughs) right back to the Good News Network. Absolutely. If you watch mainstream media, they are busy conditioning our minds and showing us that people kind of suck. Well, yeah, but we're human beings, so we all have flaws. We all have flaws, yes, and I'm not going to argue that. But when you just look and watch the portrayal of people on regular media, you're going to see that it's not a very flattering portrayal of the human condition. We all have flaws, but who wants to be reminded of them all the time? You're like, yes, yes, I know I can be over-controlling. Yes, yes, I know I'm a perfectionist and I just need to let it go. But you don't have to tell me that every single morning and evening. And what you're going to see on those news channels is you're going to see people are kidnapping each other, killing each other, death, destruction. People are just out to basically slaughter each other and make their lives miserable, not just tell us that we're bad but actually just oh like yeah destroy it's, it's so not good now yes there's stuff going on out in the world but again it's where we focus we can be aware of what's going on that's one thing to dwell on it and have it pounded into our head over and over and over every day well we know that's not good for us we've yeah. talked about that in a podcast studies, too so that how affects it, your brain yeah. and your brain chemicals and you do not want to be watching that stuff all the time just like you do not want to be eating junk food all the time either mm-hmm reconditioning your mind if you switch from that media to say the good news network and you start to read through those articles you're going to see over and over again instances just as many or if not more of instances of people helping each other reaching out to each other donating making amazing things happen this reconditions our mind 
Do not underestimate the power of media, our media intake, to influence our mind. We get to choose what media we intake. That's you, the key. You are the one who presses the button and you can decide, I want to watch this, I don't. I want to have this feed coming in, I don't. You are the one that presses the button. What we put into our mind, same as what we put into our body. Put junk food in there and our mind will not be healthy. Absolutely. Well, so that brings us to number three, which is to become that good, right? It's the yeah. be the change you wish to see in the world. We're really talking about that here. You are reconditioning so then you can go out and be that good. Offer to take that person's shopping cart and put it back for them. Help that old person into their car if they need it. Look around for opportunities where you can be the local good news. <laughs> Again, good news network. <laughs> I like to imagine, what could I do to get on the new good news network? Right? That's awesome. How could I, I be, love it. How could I be that person that is highlighted today on the good news network? And when you start thinking like that, especially when you read through that and you've been inspired by a bunch of those articles, then you start to think, wow, here's what I could do. And again, like you said, it doesn't have to be a huge thing. Those guys just helped the woman into the car. Right. It's gone viral and it's helping to break some people's preconceptions, hopefully, of racial boundaries and of appearances and of what... Oh, generation gap. Generation yeah. gap, right. Absolutely. Right. There it is. So what can you do? And think about it. I like that idea of being kind of a superhero, a local superhero. What could you do to make the news in a positive way? And of course, if you aim for that, whatever you end up doing along the way is going to make a difference for other people and you are going to feel fabulous because of it. Number four, stay on your rewilding journey. Rewilding encompasses so much in our lives. And with that single, it's a reframing. It's a reframing, just like we reframe our basic judgment of other human beings. Rewilding reframes our idea of ourselves in the world. It says that we are interconnected intimately with the world, maybe so much that there really are no boundaries. And it says that we have an inner wisdom, an inner goodness that's inside of us and inside of every other human being out there. We're more connected with the animals and the trees and the stones than we think. We start to realize that we're breathing oxygen that comes from the trees and our breath goes out. And it's no, the breath for the trees themselves. It's uh. No single one of us can stand alone independently. We need everything else that's surrounding us in order to actually even be alive, let alone experience this world. And rewilding reminds you of that. And it reminds you that you get to explore and you get to make the choices. The change comes from inside of you. And the change can be, I want to see the world through the eyes of Namaste. We believe in you. Oh, we sure do. <laughs> we love you. That is true, too. <laughs> and we are so grateful that you're part of our community. Thank you. Thank you so much. And keep on letting us know how this changes your life, what you do so you can change our life. And let's just keep on making good things happen. We love hearing from you. That just makes our day. Rewildyou.com. You can write to us right from there. All right. Love okay. to you all. I got to go namaste some chickadees. Come on. All right. Let's Hi, go. Chickadee. Namaste. Ooh, namaste. 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 Namaste.